Hey everyone and welcome back to You're So Random Tosh Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate y'all. So I hope all is well. I hope you're staying safe. Of course, wearing your mask when you're out here in these streets and washing your hands and just staying safe as the best way you can. So it's a lot going on, y'all. You know 2020 is a year of a lot. I mean, how could you describe 2020 if you wanted to say it in one word? All I can say is it's a lot. It's just a lot. So I got a chance to catch the debate yesterday. Last night, it was good. Senator Kamala Harris uh, going up against uh, VP Pence, okay? Vice President Pence. Um, he had no chance. <laughs> he wasn't answering any questions. I was proud of Kamala Harris. Uh, she brought up facts, <laughs> definitely. And she was giving the looks of my mother, you know, and my aunties and a lot of women in my life that I know, <laughs> you know, even some of my looks. And I put on my social media, I found this meme of, her look and Felicia, Miss Felicia Rashad look from when she played uh, Claire Huxtable on The Cosby Show. Same direct look when she was looking at Pence giving those bullcrap answers that he was giving. I was just like, finish him. <laughs> like, literally, the disrespect of the commentator, like, the the moderators that are there, I know they want to pick neutral people. I know they don't want to pick somebody just, just on one side. But when you're picking them, can you pick somebody that just know how to be, like, you know, respectful and nice, but you get the point what they're saying? Like, you're not going to over-talk me just like Kamala, Kamala Harris told Pence, like, you're not going to dictate and lecture me about anything, okay, up here. You know who I am, you know. Like, basically, we needed a moderator, sweet lady, but she just didn't know how to handle Pence when it came to stopping the time. Like, you're over-talking, and you didn't even answer the question. So why are you still talking? You understand what I'm saying? Like, ah, ooh, we needed Monique. I mean... I'm trying to think of the young lady, black, African-American young lady that, uh, well, I could say black because I'm black, right? I mean, let's talk about these turns, people. Um, I forgot her name, but I'm going to get back to y'all about that. But it's a, it's a young lady that I would have loved to see be the moderator. Because I think she would have handled that really well. And she's into politics. <sighs> Might have been too many black women for them, probably. But we just need it. We need moderators that know how to control it, you know? Because Trump's depends are very over-talkative. They don't respect people when it's their time to talk. And when the person is telling you, okay, your two minutes is up. They just, they don't give you respect. So we need someone in there that can control the narrative of it. But yeah, I enjoyed it. That fly on his head enjoyed it. Oh, man. 
<laughs> it was a lot of enjoyable moments. The pink eye, of course. The fly won the moment of the night, of course. <laughs> Came in, where's my reward? The fly. And it sat there because it knew it was a whole bunch of crap going on, you know, with him, his answers. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the debate. Good job, Senator Kamala Harris. Good job. Good job. All right. So moving on, I want to talk about a lot of things. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things. Okay, so first I want to talk about friendship. Friendship, to me, is very important. Um, Issa Rae did a article about how she compared how friendships could just be as damaging and devastating. Friendship breakups, basically, can be just as upsetting and damaging as a romantic relationship. And when she said it that way, I was like, you know what? She has a point. You know, I remember growing up, my cousins were my first friends. And then when I got into, like, school and more in the community-wise, I started gaining friendship there. But girl and guys and everyone out there, I had a lot to learn. And I came across some friends throughout the years that I learned a lot of experiences with. Like basically, some are not my friends anymore. And I have a smaller group than I ever had before. I have a small intimate group of friends right now at this present moment in my 30s that I have. And um, it is okay. But when you're going through these different trials in your in your life when it comes to friendship it can be devastating because you think about it like everybody wants to have that person you could talk to go out have fun but i think i was naive to certain factors of friendship okay i was the type that you know i was the listening ear but i also was like well we have a lot we have some things in common they seem genuine and then I would find out at the end of the day that it really wasn't, you know, or it was, you know, we just are growing apart, you know, and it is no harm done. Or sometimes the outside person can come in and ruin a, uh, a friendship. And that's when the communication needs to come in. And I feel like as real friends, <laughs> caring friends, I know some of us don't like to talk about the things that bother us. But if you're my friend and I'm doing something that bothers you, of course, talk to me. Or if you heard something that you're not sure if it's true about, you know, come and talk to me, you know, and I need to do that as well, because it's a lot of friendships I might have ran away from due to some outside factors and I was the type that I never wanted to go with what other people told me but I got naive at one point in my life and I was just like because I start seeing little things that were kind of similar and I was just like oh maybe so and it was just crazy you know you go through a weird stage in life and then when you get older you just like you know damn I should have really thought that through 
And some friendships you can mend and some you just have to let it be. And it's just like friendships are very important and you have to really take that in consideration and be mindful about the people you have in your life. It's so good to have at least one friend that you can talk to and and just be yourself with. And, you know, it's just a good feeling when you have that. And I don't take for granted my friendships, you know, but I also understood that Friends and associates are two different things. It's people I can hang out with, but I necessarily wouldn't say they were like my A2, my go-to A1 friend. You know, it's just we share similar interests. So they're kind of more like my associates. Um, I'm not going to give them everything, but they're just good people. You understand? And then you have the close-knit friends that they know basically everything about you. And, um, you know, I have that type of friends. And it was just like, I wanted to have a good amount of... I've never been a person that wanted a lot of friends, but if I met somebody and I just was like, oh, wow, we click, I automatically was like, latch on, like, you're my friend, you know, and I had to learn, like, no, we just had a good connection, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's the person that is going to be in my life and going to go through the things with me, you know, (sighs) it's something, right, it's really something when you break it down, I have learned so much about friendship, though, throughout the years, okay? I had a lot of flaws, and I would not blame everything on a friendship ended. You know, it's always two sides to everything. Some people say two sides and then the truth. But I'm going to tell y'all a story. (laughs) All right, so I used to, one of my first jobs was working at a retail store. And... It was the gap, and I learned a lot. I worked there through my college years, and I learned a lot. The gap was a place where I built some friendships that I still have to this day and learned from some people that I'm not friends with to this day. So it was a particular girl that I met at the gap, and she was so cool. Like, you know, she was just a nice person. I mean, we would go out and hang out, and I remember one of her friends, he just met me, and he was just like, I'm going to get you something for your birthday. What do you want? I was just like, I always wanted this ice cream cake. He was like, that's all you want? Yeah, simple me. I get the joys out of stuff like that. I didn't believe that he was going to actually go buy the cake. Well, he turned up to the gap. Unfortunately, I wasn't there. They gave me the day off. He came with the cake, but I thought it was just very sweet of him. And I was just like, wow, these are some cool people. And she seemed really nice and cool. And I got to know her. So, as time went on, (laughs) some people show their true colors. So, we decided one night to go out. Okay, we went to this club. It was majority of her friends and her sister. Like, I think it was her, her friend, her cousin, or sister. And it was just me. I only knew her. I didn't know them that well. 
So, excuse me, I still, I'm feeling better, but, you know, I still have the sniffles. Um, yeah, so we went to this club, and <laughs> at the time, I was 21, she was 20, and I think her sister was 19, so I think everybody else were like 20 or 19. I was the oldest. I think I was 21. So in this club, they have two levels. All the people that are 18, you know, to 20 have to stay at a certain level. And everybody that's 21 and up can go upstairs and get a drink if you want. So because I was 21 and up, she was like, you should go upstairs to get us some drinks. And I was like, uh, no, <laughs> I don't really want to leave I don't really want to split us apart because it is kind of crowded in there. And because we came together, even though we had cell phones. And she was like, no, no, just go up. Uh, but I, I stayed around them for a while. So it was a little blurry. So I'm trying to remember everything. But I do remember I stayed with them for a little while. And somehow we got separated. I don't know if I eventually went upstairs just to check it out. And she said, they were going to stay there. I don't know. But I just know we got separated. And I went to call her. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I'm right here. And I'm looking and looking for her. And then the next thing you know, she stopped answering the phone. So I was just worried more so about her because it was like, that's weird. I don't know where this girl is at. Basically, the club was about to be let out. And I'm still looking for her. Come to find out the girl left, you know, and basically I'm down there by myself late. So the buses stopped running at a certain time. So I had to catch like a cab, but I think I only had a certain amount of money. And I had to call my mom who did it like she didn't work far from the club and she worked the night shift. And she was just so upset, like, what, you know? And I didn't really want to upset my mom about that. But it was so embarrassing. I was just like, I got to get home. And I don't have enough for the cab to take me all the way to where I live. I live, like, about 30 minutes away from that club, 30 to 35 minutes away. So it was just like, oh, gosh. And to catch a cab, too, they were going to basically charge you. So I had to get a ride over. The cab drove me to my mom's job. She came down, gave me extra money, and then I got another cab. But it was embarrassing because it was just like, you know, you went out with these friends, well, this friend, and I didn't expect her friends to be loyal to me, but I did expect her to be because it was like, we all came together. You know I'm there by myself. It is three of y'all. You know what I mean? I, I just thought it was so messed up. And I was pissed, okay? I'm not going to lie to y'all. I was freaking pissed about the situation. I said, when I see her, I'm going to fuck her up. <laughs> Basically, I was so upset. You know, because I was much younger than this. So I didn't really think about think about the consequence like all I do is like fight you know like fight them when you get upset 
fight, you know, or something like that. Like, so clearly now I'm nowhere like that. And even back then I really wasn't, but it was just like, I was so bad. I was just like, when I see her, it's on sight, you know, basically. I was just that pissed at her. And she never came back to the gap. So I was like, damn, she must have quit. So I never saw her. And two years passed, you know. And by that time, a grudge is over, you know. Um, I probably got over it a month after the whole damn incident. But two years, yeah, I'm not thinking about it. But I still remember some of the things, you know. So it was just like. I ran into her, and before I could, she ran and hugged me so tight because I guess she knew I wanted to, <laughs> you know. She's like, oh, my gosh, I miss you so much. I said, get the fuck off of me. <laughs> you, I forget you. You left me in the club, girl. You left me in the club. How did you leave me in the club? And she was just like, I'm so sorry about that night. I, I apologize. What can I do to make it? I said, nothing. It was just it just hurt my feelings, man. Like, that was corny. That was really corny. Anything could have happened. I didn't know what happened to you. She was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she wanted, I mean, for a little while we talked. And I never hung out with her again. But, you know, she tried to stay in touch. But it just never was the same after that, you know, it just never was the same. But I had to learn, you know, so I'm just saying, like, friendship to me is very important. And I hate, you know, I dislike when, you know, things end on bad terms, you know, like, even if we grew apart, I don't like the bad terms, you know, I just... I don't, I'd like just like either we just grew apart or we just not working out as friends. I just don't like it on bad terms. I never did. Uh, but yeah, the, but she brought up some valuable points. Like you could be just as devastated about a friendship breakup as a romantic breakup. And when she put, you know, brought it out that way, I was just like, you know what? She's absolutely right about that. She is absolutely right. So I just want to know what your thoughts are on the whole friendship thing. And I just want to go on to the next topic. And this is going to be a doozy, y'all. <laughs> this is going to be a doozy. Had to get a little drink for it. So, <laughs> I was just recently watching YouTube, and there's a young lady on there, I love her, I like her plus size hauls, uh, her curvy hauls, I think she's a beautiful person, I think she has a beautiful family, and recently she, I guess she's been in a couple of, like, controversy, I don't really like talking about people's business, but... She's been in controversy, uh, controversial topics, I guess, uh, recently because she had must have posted up a picture of um, herself, her husband, and her boyfriend. And she described it as being in a poly relationship. She's poly. 
And I'm like, you know, whatever floats your boat. So everybody's like talking about it. And and some people have a lot of opinions on it. And I just, I, I personally, I don't understand why people are so intrigued by other people's love life. But I guess if you put it out there, I guess people are going to inquire about it. And she just was explaining, like, how, you know, the lifestyle and how they're going about doing this whole poly thing. And a lot of y'all are in poly and don't realize it. I'm just <laughs> Some of y'all in poly don't know it. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you don't know it. Uh, but no, all jokes aside... <laughs> I'm trying to build all jokes aside. But Polly, like, to me, I don't know if I would, could do it. But you just never know, you know. People, your lifestyle change. And you just be willing to be open to more things sometimes, you know. I'm just saying, it doesn't hurt to have an extra hand to change your diaper. <laughs> This is why I should not be talking about these topics because I can't help it but make a joke of stuff. You know, I no disrespect to people who are in those type of relationships, but I mean, for me, I'm looking at it in other type of ways. Like, you know, it's not a sex. It don't have to be a sexual thing. It'd be, you know, girl, I. I really need help with float folding these clothes today. <laughs> I don't really want to do nothing with him. You can have him. No, I'm just saying. Just saying. He's getting on my nerves. Won't y'all go out? <laughs> Give me a little space. I don't know. No, but all honesty, if you are in that type of relationship, I, who am I to judge? You know, I can't I can't judge people for how they live their life. You know, only way I could have any say-so into something if they're asking me to join, and then I would tell them, I know, quite not for me. Because honestly, my personal opinion, what I like is to be with one person, one guy. And, but I will never object or try to judge somebody who live a different lifestyle than me because to me it's like whatever makes you happy you do it okay uh but Polly, i mean it's a it's a lot going on it's like it you know you know i want to get the complete definition because i'm just saying i'm just talking a lot and you, if you're going to talk about something, basically have the right definition. So poly means many several, in the Latin form, is practice of or desire for an intimate relationship with more than one partner, with the informed consent of all partners involved. It has been described as consensual, ethical, and responsible you know, so basically, a lot of people who are in poly, like she explained, this was something her and her husband sat down and talked about. They came to agreement 
about it. And, you know, it had to be consensual. It also consensual with the person that they're allowed to come into the relationship. And I say, hey, if it works for them, let it be. I'm not one to prosecute it. Sorry. I'm just not. I'm not going to sit there and do it, you know. And I just find it very crazy that, you know, a lot of times people judge so much about how someone is living their life when it comes to their relationships. And I just say, hey, if they ain't asking me or trying to force me to do it, I ain't got nothing to do with it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But, uh, so moving on. <laughs> I want to talk about this whole, uh, let's see. I want to talk about, like, this whole thing with, uh, <laughs> I always get, like, a brain fart. Oh, OnlyFans. I'm finding it to be. More for, I mean, I'm hearing about it so much that a lot of people are taking it to do, like, I heard it was first for regular, specular people like us, you know? Go in there, display your talents, whether it's art, singing, whatever. People subscribe to you for however much you want to charge $5, $10. But now, because of all this stuff we're doing in the pandemic, a lot of, you know, a lot of celebrities and people who make their money off of touring or movies or endorse or something, I guess, is not coming in as fast as it used to come in. So they're turning to other, you know, ways of income. So I've been hearing like a lot of debates on how. The regular smeggler people like us <laughs> are getting knocked aside because you're getting all these celebrities that are joining the only fr- the only fans, uh, you know, thing or whatever. So now I find it that people are is more so real sexual. <laughs> you know, they're they're doing a lot on OnlyFans now and it's just like the takeover. And now it's like I be watching YouTube and they're tell like the YouTube person be ready to cut off after the darn video was all good. They're gonna say, Well then if you wanna know more about it, you could catch me on my OnlyFans. I'm like, oh hell no. What the hell? But I ain't gonna knock your hustle, but damn, I was, I, look, I'm thinking, like, now, are we, are people making more their life to be so adventurous just because to get that OnlyFans audience to grow, are you doing it now to make... You know, basically, you know, oh, gosh, how can I explain this? I'm not trying to explain it this way, but I just want to understand. And maybe I'll never understand. Are we objected ourselves to do things that we probably wouldn't do 
to get that, you know, that audience because now you got these celebrities coming on and they're taking over, you know, and they could charge people $25, $30 a month, you know, to see because, and imagine that you have over a thousand some subscribers and each of them paying $30 or $20 a month to subscribe to your channel. Oh, it's amazing. You know, it's just like, but I want us to be careful because if you got to understand, OnlyFans will come back to haunt you <laughs> in some ways. Whatever you do on the internet, sometimes will come back and haunt you in ways that you can't imagine, you know? So, if you okay with it and you just down with it, then do you. But, if that's something that you're not really into, just be careful. Like, still stay authentic to yourself. Like, yeah... And I can't tell you what to do. And I can't tell you because people are in different financial situations where they got to pay bills. And I get it, girl. I get it, boy. I get it, guy. I get it, man. I get it. You know, I get it. But I also want you to really be mindful when it comes to certain things like that. You know, like if you were doing art before, and now I understand now you feel like I got to take it up a notch. So maybe I do art with my shirt off. You know, like it's sad because, <laughs> you know, once celebrities start joining in with stuff, sometimes it gets pretty hard for us average regular smuggler people to get on something. And not saying that celebrities are not people, but I'm just saying if they are celebrities, they're going to have a huge following, which a huge following will pay. It's just like going to a concert. If I know my favorite singer or rapper is going to be doing a concert, I'm going to get the best, try to get the best tickets to see it, you know? And that's just how it is. So if they're joining stuff like that, I can understand the people that been on OnlyFans for so long and they was just building and now they feel like, dang, I was just building, but now people are not coming as much as they, you know, I just be like, but OnlyFans, I just feel like it's just a lot on that side. It's just a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but hey, I just wanted to talk about that. I just want y'all to remember to to still be yourself, still be authentic. And yeah, it might be a slower process for you to get the amount of people you need to get on there. But everything's for a reason, you know. Sometimes the slow process is the best process, I say, because you know why? You did stuff that you were comfortable with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would hate to do something that I know I'm going to regret later on. You know what I mean? So I just say be mindful of that. But it is what it is. And that's all I'm going to talk about right now. So if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave a message. And I thank y'all for tuning in. Until next time, peace out.